Praise God. Happy Sunday morning, 17th day of May 2020. I'm so glad and I'm happy to see a bright new day. A brand new day. A day the Lord has made and we are glad and we rejoice in it. What a day. I'm so excited to come your way again uh, on my podcast message on a wonderful Sunday morning like this. I still remain your host, uh, Reverend Muywa Ajo. Uh, by the grace of God, I've been sharing so many things on this podcast, particularly last week Sunday, I talked about uh, SWOT analysis in marriage. And today I'll be going into the part two of that same message. So in case you don't, you have not listened to the part one, uh, you need to listen to part one to understand the part two. And as you go into the message this morning, the Lord bless you. If parameter today is your birthday, I celebrate you. And if parameter today is this this month is your birth month, I celebrate you. I I, prof- I prophesy a new dawn to your life, and I pray that God will give you a gift and give you a talking for good in the mighty name of Jesus. You will celebrate greater year, more beautiful years in the name of Jesus. Can we just pray this morning, Father? We thank you because your word is pure. Your word is light. Your word is great. The Bible says, great is the company of them that publish your word. As we go into your word this morning, Father, bless us and give us insight into your word. And everyone say a good amen. Amen. Uh, this morning, I'll be talking about the part two of SWOT analysis in marriage. For those of you who have not listened to part one, what is SWOT? SWOT is, uh, is, is, is an acronym of uh, strength, weakness, opportunities, and threat. But before I go, let me just look at uh, what makes marriage so important to God. I can assure you that marriage is so important to God. If you look at Hebrews 13 verse 4, the Bible says, Marriage is honorable in all and a bed undefiled. If you read it in message translation, it said, Honor marriage and guard the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. God draws a firm line against casual and illicit sex. I've come to understand that when people have a casual sex, it leads them to casualty. A casual sex, casual relationship leads to casualty. I've never seen anyone who go into a casual relationship that does not lead into casualty. You understand what I'm talking about? I don't want to go into details. There are many marriages today that husband is into all kinds of casual relationship. How dare? Because he has come to understand that my wife is not good enough again for me. Uh, we also see some women who go into illicit relationship, casual relationship, uh, because they feel that... Uh, uh, it's all over between them and their husband or maybe they are not satisfied with whatever that comes into their marriage uh, and God draws a firm line to this kind of relationship uh, we have all kinds of them all over the world today but it is not good and what is not good is not good so Bible says marriage is honorable so therefore they, if, there's a, if there's a honorable marriage there can also be a dishonorable marriage so we also have honorable we have dishonorable and every honorable marriage is built on a good foundation which is the word of god 
there's no good marriage, there's no honorable marriage that is built on the wrong foundation. But every dishonorable marriage is built on 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 selfish foundation, on 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 incomplete foundation, on 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 what is not going to add value to that relationship. So every honorable marriage is built on a good foundation. If you look at Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven. The Bible makes us understand that Jesus was making a very important statement and he said that whoever that hear my word and do something with it and obey my word, I would liken the man to be a man that built his house on a solid rock. But whoever that hear my word and do nothing with the word, I would liken the person, a kind of a person that built his house on the sand. But one thing that is common about these two houses is that they are going to face two the same they're going to face the same kind of storm they're going to face the same kind of challenges they're going to face the same kind of torrent there's going to be some of turbulence so the truth of matter is that jesus is not exempting the man that built is on the rock and on the sand facing different challenges of life so that's why i know i know over the years that I've been married for 13 years with my wife, I know that there are things that have caused divorce in marriages that me and my wife have gone through and we have skated through. We have come, we have, we have, we have we entered into it and we came out of it. We laugh over it today. Why? Because the house is built on a strong foundation. On the, any house you build on a weak foundation, it's just a matter of time. The building is not the issue. The foundation is the issue. <laughs> David look at look at the whole scenario one day, and he said in in Psalm eleven verse three, that was the only statement in that place, and he put a question, and he never mentioned anything about it again. He said, if the foundation is being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Not the unrighteous this time around. What can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? For your information. I don't know what the righteous will do when he has already built a gigantic building. Because that's what marriage is sometimes. We have built a gigantic building. He make a lot of promises to the young lady, make a lot of things, and the building is so beautiful. But after a while, the building will start to crack. Will start cracking. So today, marriage collapses easily because it has no root, lack of knowledge, no, no, no God concept in it. It, 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 wrong intention. Hosea 4 6 make us understand that my people perish for lack of knowledge. People perish not because of they don't pray where. People don't perish because they don't read their Bible where. People not perish because they don't go to fasting and prayer. They don't do fasting and prayer. People not perish because they don't go to crusades. They don't go for deliverance. People perish for lack of knowledge. That is the greatest that kills anybody. How can you build a house? And you build on the sand, and you think that when storm come, when torrent come, when turbulence come, it will not break, it will not tear the house into two. That's why you see a lot of collapsed houses today. And you see, after 10 years, 15 years, the house will start to crack. A lot of marriages are cracking today because the foundation is not solid. That foundation was built on, 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 on deception, on deceit. It was built on selfishness. And let me tell you, anywhere you see two people living together and they are selfish, even if it's only one that is even selfish, that marriage will never stand. That marriage will never, will never, never stand. 
I can assure you that. So the truth of the matter is that many people build their home on the seats and today within five days they are divorced within three days they are divorced within 10 years they are divorced in fact people don't even divorce again what they do is just to go separate ways you go your way i go my way but what happened to the offspring what happened to the children and they are forgotten that the children are the major target of the devil you can come and go away your own separate ways what about the children which ways separate ways will they go to which separate ways will they go to which separate ways your son and your daughter will go to? Which separate ways your children will go to? You might go separate ways because you are selfish, because you don't you not build it on the son family, and you are you are raising children in a foundation that is poor. You are raising children in a foundation that is weak. How can you raise godly children? They came innocently, and you raise them in a foundation that is wrong, and you and you go separate ways. Which separate ways will your children go to? Why, why this kind of selfishness? We need to break away from selfishness. Look at our society today. It's a reflection of our home. Look at our society today. It's a reflection of our marriages. People just do whatever they like. Jesus told them in Matthew chapter 19. He said, because of the hardness of your heart, that was why Moses said, he said, give them divorce, divorce certificate. But he said in the beginning, that was not the intention of God. That was not so in the beginning. Every time I feel like I feel like I am mad, I'm angry, I I, I need to do something. Maybe my, my wife is, uh, did something that I did not like, or maybe something you know, just like we are all human beings. Sometimes your wife does something to you and you don't like it. You feel like tearing her apart. You feel like you know busting out. But once you remember what Jesus said in the beginning, it wasn't like that. It was not like that. That's why we have to go back to God's concept and intention for marriage. Hosea 33 says, Can two work together except they come into mutual agreement? So agreement is very important. Agreement is very important. When we come to that agreement, we know that God has a plan for us. If you, if you read where we read all the things we share with, I shared with you last week, I, I talked about God, man, and woman in marriage. You can't separate God from your from your relationship. You can't separate God from your marriage. I talked about uh, a marriage built on friendship. It builds on a strong relationship. I talked about marriage is built on peace, uh, parental approval, and pastoral approval. I talked about marriage is built on companionship, on companionship, on communication, on compatibility. And I've said all, all a lot a whole lot of that last week Tuesday, last week Sunday. Uh, and I I, I will also look at the scripture. In Genesis chapter 2, 18 to 24, uh, we look at the concept of marriage that God, the concept of marriage in, in the mind of God. God said that it's not good for a man to be alone. So it's possible that man like to be alone. <laughs> so, but God said, no, it's not good for you to be alone. I have seen your relationship with the animals. I've seen the way you relate with lion, goat, tiger, and all of that. I saw that they're not good for you. So I'm going to bring an, a help meet a help meet for you that will complement you and immediately the woman was created out of the man from the sixth rib which is closest to the heart and the man saw uh, he said this is a woman the bone of my bone the, the flesh of my flesh so this is my strength this is my covering so the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh now I want to make something very important here 
Man and woman are not the same. Their makeup are not the same. They are create, they, they are, the, 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 the way God created them are not the same. Man was made from a raw material. A woman was made from a finished product. So the problem of competing is not alone. Your coming to his life is to complete what is not complete yet. To complete the incomplete man. That is your responsibility as a woman. You come into his life to complete him. You come into his life to compliment him. That's the word compliment. To complete what is incomplete. To add to what is not added. To stabilize what is yet to be stabilized. That is why you came. And that was why God said something to Abraham in, in Genesis 18 or 23. He said, I know my servant Abraham. He will command his children. He will command his family. But to, what is made to command? It means he will instruct. It means he will teach. When a man is teaching, all the woman needs to do is to be praying. And let me tell you, one is more powerful than the other one. Because when you teach, you teach people. When you pray, you pray to God. So you don't have to compete with anybody. A woman's, if there's any place God wants to find a man anywhere, any day, a marriage, is to continue to instruct, is to continue to command his children and his family. And if there's any place God wants to find a woman, is to find her in the place of prayer. That is why the woman is a gatekeeper. You don't have to compete with the woman. You don't have to compete with the man at all. There's no basis for complete for, for, for competition. Marriage is all about complementary and not competi- competition altogether. You don't have to compete. Marriage is an environment where you complete what is incomplete. It's not an environment where you compete with each other. There's no basis for competition. No basis. No basis. If you read Ephesians chapter 5, I'll get there in a, in, a, in a moment. If you read that place, you'll see that there's no need. That is where we begin to tear ourselves down. That's where we begin to have quarrel and fight. So when I was talking about SWOT analysis, I'm talking about the strength. And anytime there's strength, you see that there will be opportunities. And anytime there's opportunity, the, 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 there will be, there will be, the marriage will be strengthened. Anytime there is witness, you see that there is a lot of threat, because SWOT analysis is a powerful tool in identifying the internal and external factor that affect our relationship. What are the internal origin in marriage? Is strength. What are the external? Is strength and witness. What are the external origin in marriage? Is opportunity and the threat. So therefore, you understand now that whenever you build on the strength of your wife or your spouse, you get more opportunity from her. When you build on that weakness, you get more of threats from her. So therefore, you need to build more on her strength. You need to leverage more on leverage more on her strength. Because there are things she told you about about herself. There are things you, you, you told her about yourself. And you don't have to use it against each other. Don't use a witness against her. Don't use his witness against him. That, he, he, he confided in you because he knows that you can keep a secret. He knows that you can keep. So that's why you cover the bone of my bone, my strength, the flesh of my flesh, my covering. That was what happened to Noah that he caused his son because he did not cover his nakedness. Two have come together and they're no longer ashamed. They're no longer naked. They're no longer ashamed of their nakedness. So you 
cover the nakedness of your husband. You cover the nakedness of your wife. When you begin to expose her, other people will see through her nakedness. And they'll begin to insult your wife. Because whatever you call your wife is what people are able to call her. If you call her stupid, people will call her idiot. If you call her great, people will call her magnificent. It is whatever you call your spouse, your husband, is what people are able to call her. The Bible says God brought the woman to Adam to see what he will call her. He said, woman, you shall be called woman. It was never God who said, this is a woman. It was Adam that said, this is a woman. My woman. And he said, the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. The bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh. As I move on in this, we have the external, we have the internal. Our strength, our weakness are the internal. Our the opportunity and the threat are the external. Strength are the things that build the relationship, marriage up, and make it happen. Weaknesses is what that hold the marriage relationship back. Weaknesses hold it back. So these are the areas that work must be done. These are the areas where work must be done. So you have to understand that, that if you must enjoy your marriage, you must identify those external and internal. By knowing them, it gives you the understanding and the insight to work on them. Opportunities are the prospects available to the marriage relationship. Ability to maximize the area of strength, we create opportunity to, es- to explore in the relationship. Threat. Threat are those things that eat into that lovely relationship, lovely relationship that you started very well. Just as you started very well, that threat come and begin to eat up that lovely relationship. And threat causes insecurity and inferiority complex in marriage relationship. So when you understand this, it helps you. That's why people ask a lot of questions. How are how am I going to use the personal strength to seize opportunity? How, how, how am I going to use my, 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 my personal strength to minimize threats? How am I going to use the how am I going to minimize my, my personal weakness to make room for the opportunity? How am I going to minimize my personal weaknesses to lessen the threat? These are many questions that a lot of people ask themselves in marriage, particularly. There are a lot of questions that people ask themselves, what happened to our marriage? Or what happened to our marriage after our wedding? Or what happens to us after our wedding? Wedding is just there. Marriage is just the main demand. So that's why we need to understand where we stand and how we have been standing is very, very important. I told you last week, marriage is two forgivers living together. And I'm sorry, please forgive me. It should not be far-fetched in any good relationship so don't ever tear your spouse down like i said last week make sure you love her make sure you care about her make sure you give her the best if you go back to that efficient i'll just look at it quickly efficient chapter five very important paul was saying something very interesting in this place i'll quickly look at it efficient chapter five please just give me just one second let me quickly look at it you see that there's no basis for comparison there's no basis for competition because the way God formed the man is not the way God formed him look at what Bible said in 22 wives submit yourself unto your own husband 
as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the saviour of the body. In verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wife be unto their own husband in everything. In verse 25, husband, love your wife. You see, God gave men, women about four command in that place. Look at what the command God gave husband. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And he said in verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it in the washing of the water by the word. In verse 27, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. In verse 28, so hold men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. What a wonderful word. If you love your wife, you love yourself. And verse 29, For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord of the Lord the church. In verse 30, For we are the members of his body, of his flesh, and of the bones. And verse 31, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall be, they shall be one flesh that was paul speaking and referring to what god said in his word in genesis in genesis chapter 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 2 now what i'm trying to say to you right now is that husband have his own role wife have his her own role so there's no need for comparison there's no need for you that's why you are husband that's why she is wife the name is not even the same the name is not even the same. You don't have to. You don't have to put to to begin to tear yourself down because you are not even the same. Everything that happens in marriage, is that they happen as unto the Lord. If that scripture, you listen to that scripture, wife, submit to your husband as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord. Anything you do as unto the Lord will not be difficult for you. Because I know that submission can be very difficult for some women sometimes. Because they feel that submission is that you have to, the man will suppress them, the man will begin to tear them down. No, 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 no. You submit as unto the Lord. Your submission is as unto the Lord. Because you are not doing to the man, you are doing to the Lord. And anything you do as unto the Lord is beautiful, is glorious. Wives' submission to their own husband as unto the Lord. Why husband love their wife? In emulating the examples of Christ, as Christ loved the church, not love, loved the church, past perfect tense, as Christ loved the church and he gave himself for her. So you must love your wife as Christ loved the church. So if you understand the way Christ loved the church, that's the way God wanted to love your wife. If you understand, what it means to do things as unto the Lord, that's the way you should submit to your husband. And how do you submit to your husband? You submit. What is submission? Submission is submitting to the mission of the man. What is the mission of the man? Before a man comes to you to say, I want to marry you, you must understand where he's going to. You don't marry him because he has cars. He has big buildings. He has six pack. Because some people marry because of six pack. He has ten pack. He has fine face, fine BS. Yes, it's not about that. It's about where the man is going to. You are submitting to the mission of the man. What is his mission in life? Where is he going from here? 
He may be wearing a tatter cloth right now, but you can see through where he's going. So that's what the problem is. What can you see as a man? What can you see? You see a man that is that is that has good mission, that has good vision, and you run after him. You say, Yes, I do to such a man, not because he has his pack. Because I can assure you that after you feed this man so much with Obono soup and with correct eba, the six pack will disappear and you start seeing a tummy that's a pregnant, a pregnant man in the house. So you just have to understand the position of God in marriage. Now, I will close with this quickly. I will close with this quickly. I, 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 my time is fast spent. I just want to run through the acronyms of man, of husband and wife. That's why you are not the same. You are not the same. Wife, you have a lot of opportunity. I don't know why women compete with their husband. Women have more opportunity in marriage. When it's time for Omugo, it is them that go. <laughs> and the wife will look for one small girl to take care of the husband at home, to package the man at home. When it's time for when it's time for children, start blessing their parents. They, they bless the mother more. <laughs> because you, the man, you just put, uh, uh, you drop something inside the woman and you walk away. The woman carry the thing for three, for nine months. After nine months, you are not in the labor world. The woman is in the labor world shouting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. While you are talking about chasing a man, you, the woman is laboring there after she sucked the breast. So, you see women, they have more opportunity. They give everything they have and give to their children. Because you, nobody sucks your breast. It's just big for nothing. Your breast is big for nothing, but the breast of the woman, no matter how small it is, it is feeding the, the child. Information is given to the child. Insight is given to the child. Knowledge is given to the child. How brilliant your child is, is how much of breast he has sucked. So why are you competing yourself with a man? The man has a, he has, he has a lot of benefit, but let me tell you, women, you have more benefit and you have more opportunity in the marriage. They, they, they tend to love you even more than the men. I'm not saying that children should not love their father, but it depends on the role they play in the marriage, in the home. So let me quickly run through this because I want to close. Only in conscience is ish. You understanding in correction and criticism. S for husband is strong in caring. B for husband is blameless at home and abroad. A for husband is abiding in marital covenant. N for husband is noble in courage. D for husband is a man that is dependable in need. What about wife? W stands for wise in communication. I is industrious in caring. S is forgiving in conflict. E is excellent in comfort. I just give this to you as Jara. Just enjoy yourself and enjoy it. So marriage is built on sex, money, communication. And you have to understand that your in-laws, you must be able to, be able to manage them so that they will, both of you will not be tear apart by little things that you can actually handle. So I, I, I am about to come to the end of this teaching. Love is a choice and not a force. Enjoy your marriage. I want to encourage you, enjoy your marriage. In this 28 minutes podcast, enjoy your marriage. Enjoy your marriage to the fullness. Enjoy it and God will bless you. I hope you have been blessed today. Have you, have you been blessed? I'm so excited. Are, are you excited? I, 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 have we gotten something? Oh, glory be to God. I can hear it from the pulse of your heart that, Pastor, you have spoken my mind. Hallelujah. I, I will come your way again on Sunday, uh, my podcast message. But on Tuesday, watch out for my Facebook, uh, Living Proof, and on Friday, 
time of impartation on five five minutes declaration five minutes of little charge the lord bless you see you today father i bless your people bless their heart bless their soul bless their life bless their marriage if there's any marriage that is going through one challenges or the other i command that marriage to be stabilized in the name of jesus every satanic power over their marriage i break it now in the name of jesus i command your marriage to be whole again every spirit of unforgiveness in your marriage i command to die your marriage become positive not negative from today in the name of jesus you will succeed that wife of yours will succeed that husband of yours will succeed in the name of jesus the purpose of you coming together will be fulfilled and your children will be great and mighty and in case you are not yet married i command the hand of the lord to rest upon you your marriage will be beautiful you will get the right partner you will get the right man you will never never lose it in marriage you will not get it wrong in marriage thank you because it is done be that glorified in Jesus' name.